Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week we're going to talk about transforming your website into a field of dreams. So are we talking about building a website for baseball teams or are we talking about building a great website for yourself? Well, as much as I would love Kevin Costner to come and do a guest post here on More Than A Few Words, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think I'm going to talk about building a website and creating a place that if you build it, they will come. So one of the most important things we can talk about, right, when talking about building a web page is really looking at how successful or how unsuccessful it is. That success can be measured daily and hourly, whether you're using Google Analytics or some other analysis tool. So we're talking about today the visits that come to your website and where they come from. Because when you look at where people are coming from and how they're finding your website, that's going to give you clues into what you need to do with the rest of your marketing strategy. There are a ton of different ways that people can come in to your website, right? They can click through a link to come and find you, whether that's on Google, whether that's on a piece of content that you've created, a piece of content that someone else has created, fingers crossed, or if they just typed your name, or maybe they just know your web address and they've typed it into their address bar. And it's really, really, really important when you're first looking at, uh, at your analytics to have those broken out for you. So what you want to do is you want to look at the analytics section of your website, and there's a section that tells you um, it may be called referral, it may be called traffic or traffic sources, depending on the uh, analytic tool that you're using. And what you want to do is you want to look at the breakdown. What percentage of your traffic is coming from organic search? What percentage is coming from direct, from referral, from social, from email? Why don't you kind of go through sort of what is organic search? Sure. So organic search is whenever anybody kind of summons up Google.com and in the little address bar types in, the little search bar types in something relating to your business or your business name in general. Um, they'll press enter, right? Or they'll feel lucky and it'll give them a whole list of, of links that they can click through, follow through, and get to your website. So if they have found you that way, they have found you organically. And that is defined as organic traffic. Now, organic traffic is terrific because these are, in many cases, people who don't know you. And a mark of a healthy website is going to be a website that has a significant portion of your traffic coming from organic search. Because that is, every day, bringing new people who didn't know you to your site. Right. So if you're looking at your organic traffic and it's pretty healthy overall, it really should be, if you're doing a really good job with your content strategy and you're writing about stuff that you know the most about, not just beating your own chest and talking about your brand using your name, but talking about the products and services that you have the most expertise with and, and write really good and relevant stuff. Uh, then you should be picked up by Google. and People looking for that stuff will find you. And so here's the key. If you look at your analytics and the amount of traffic that's coming to your website for organic search is relatively small, you need to be creating new content. You need to be creating a blog and writing new information. 
Yeah, it, it is a very unhealthy sign to see a very small slice of that pie uh, coming from organic traffic. It really should be about 50%, if not more, uh, of, of the traffic that's coming to your site. I mean, because that really is a sign that you're doing a great job just talking about the stuff that you do. So the next type of traffic, and this is... Uh in its own right, equally important. This is called direct traffic. So direct traffic is anytime that someone, again, in their address bar, right? Not in Google, but actually when they've opened up, let's say, their Firefox or their Chrome, and they've typed in the address to your website in that bar, and press enter, and successfully loaded your page. That's a direct hit. Or, you know, if they come through, maybe something like a bookmark. That is also a direct hit. Now, if I, t if I just go to the address bar and I type in roundpeg, but not roundpeg.biz, is that direct or is that going to be considered organic? Uh, if, sometimes Chrome will actually read your mind mm -hmm. and will give you that URL. If you click through it, that's a direct hit. But if it just loads up in, in the search engine results page, which you know we, we like to call a SERP, but for now we'll call it a search engine results page, uh, that's actually organic traffic. So if your direct traffic is not very much, what that means is people don't know your brand name. They don't know who you are. And the way to solve the direct issue can't be done online. Absolutely. Uh, direct traffic... It is an amazing gauge of your brand awareness, what people out there know about you. And, and there are so many ways out there in the physical, tangible world uh, that you can really kind of build that metric. So if you're not happy with your direct traffic, get a sign on your building, have T-shirts made, put your web address on your trucks at the bottom of your invoices, everywhere that you go, make sure it's prominent on your business card. You might even use the, ooh, dreaded QR code in a couple of places. But what you want to do is build awareness in the three-dimensional world that there is a two-dimensional place called yourcompany.com. And that's the wonderful thing about direct traffic is you're not competing with all your biggest competitors, you know, for that number one spot on Google, right? The direct traffic really means people have figured out who you are and they're interested enough in your services to type in your address and, and go find you, which is fantastic. So the next kind of traffic that you can look at is what's called referral traffic. And this is really, I think, uh, in the old days, it was links, is what you really called referral traffic. Right. Referral traffic was, you're right, almost exclusively links. Um, and re referral traffic is just any time someone has referred you through their website, through whatever platform they're using, uh, with a link, right? So some, so let's say some uh, you create uh, widgets, right? And this other company that creates widgets says, hey, we know this really cool company that creates widgets. Here's a link, right? And if someone clicks through that link on the widget maker site to come to your widget making site, they have clicked through a referral link. So, for example, whenever we build a website, we always put at the bottom of it this website created by Roundpeg. That creates referral links for us. Um, a lot of professions there are industry directories, chamber of commerce. If you belong to the chamber of commerce or you belong to a trade association, you can get a listing in their online directory and people will click on the link 
and that's a referral. And those directories are great because usually the people that run and manage them have a very good idea about how they display your link on, on their page, which can be very, very, very important. Right? Uh, all the time, you know, I'm sure if you're hanging out there on the internet, you see links that just say click here, right? And, and it's underlined and you're like, okay, well, I can click it. That's not really doing any good for the people who, who are being linked, right? Let's say that links through to a food service blog, okay? That link never said anything about it going to a food service blog. You know, never, never once was the phrase, check out this food service blog underlined and clickable. And that, that's not really helping them very much. So directories are a great place, uh, especially if they're industry specific. So, uh, you know, things like Angie's List, one of the real values of a product like that, if you're in the home services business, is that's a directory and it's a place where customers go when they're in buying mode. And so they're looking at a number of companies, they're all listed there and pre-selected and they're going to click on those links and be referred to your website. Angie's List and Yelp do a really good job kind of double duty, right? Because you've got the customer there who obviously is looking for your product or service. Uh, You've got now that referral link on these websites that are very trusted by search engines to be exactly what they say to be, to be uh, reviewers, right? Referring sites. Uh, And so if you're positively reviewed, uh, that's going to give you a lot of credibility and can actually impact your organic search. So it's a wonderful place to have referral links. Absolutely. So the next category is um, this whole category of social links. And this is really interesting because um, I have this love-hate relationship some days with Facebook or Twitter. But when people talk about you, and share a link to your website, it's a valuable endorsement of your brand. Yeah, social links are, are a beast all into, all into themselves. Um, it, it's great the more times your link is shared on social media regardless, as long as it's not spammy, as long as it's not from accounts that are very obviously you know, robots or not real or someone has created you know, 10,000 different accounts just to share the same link 10,000 times. Um, you know, the, anybody who's giving you any sort of credence online, like Google or Bing, is going to understand that that's the case. Um, but if you're really getting these real, genuine people sharing your link to your content, every single one of those shares is a positive signal that goes back and, la- and lends credibility and authority to your brand. So I'll give you an example of something that uh, happened here. Jenna wrote this wonderful blog post, and if you haven't seen her fashion logo style swap, you really should. A lot of fun. And a lot of different websites have picked it up, and we've gotten great traffic from from a lot of different sources. Well, one person picked up the graphic and put it in their Tumblr. They shared it on Tumblr, and immediately, almost 200, there was 292 shares the last time I looked at it. So 300 people are liking it and sharing it on Tumblr. And all of a sudden, that's creating all of these very positive links back to our website. So if you've got a visual product, share photos on Pinterest, on Facebook. Share clever quotes with links on Twitter. Share informative content on LinkedIn but don't tell them the whole story. Make sure they have to come back to your site 
for additional information. And that's one of the things I love the most about uh, Pinterest in particular, is it's so easy to build those recommendations. You just click pin it. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's one button, right? And someone in, so if you are, even a private service, that's not super interesting, but you've got really, really cool imagery, put that on Pinterest. Take a, take a picture of your product and put it on Pinterest because people can, like I said, very easily just pin it, give you a very good positive recommendation, and click through that picture back to your site. Absolutely. And those links, again, they add credibility and authority, and they increase your visitors. Next up is email. Uh, email is awesome. I know maybe in the last three or four years everyone was saying, well, email is probably on the way out. Email might be dying in the wake of social media. Totally not the case. Absolutely not the case. Um, it, it's a wonderful way to reach out to previous customers. It's a wonderful way to reach out to potential customers. And all of those people that you're reaching out to are potential eyeballs that could come back to new relevant content on your website. So it's kind of a, a two-sided coin there. On the one side, the newsletter or the email that you're sending has to be informative enough that if somebody does nothing else but look at that, they're going to feel like they got their money's worth. But you want to put those little hooks. And so when you look at your web traffic, if email is a very small part of your traffic, maybe you need to build your list. So spend a little time getting out, making people aware of what you've got, create some more downloads so you introduce people to your information. Um, get a better copywriter and create some really interesting hooks that make people say, I really want to know what's next. Email is absolutely that slice of your entire visitor's pie that you can always strive to increase. You will always be doing right if that is growing. Absolutely. And sending more emails is not necessarily no. the case. Sending better ones will. The nice thing about your email traffic versus, or, and I'm going to use email and organic because those two are about as far away from each other as you can possibly get. Every now and then, we look at some of the keywords that people use to find us. Now, Google doesn't share a lot of them anymore, but we get these obscure searches for a camel or a Nike logo. Beyonce. Beyonce. You know, the Beyonce fan club must think that we are some... Well, when these people come searching for Beyonce and they find the blog post that talks about lessons you can learn from Beyonce, they're not really interested. And so they leave very quickly. So organic traffic brings the unwashed masses to our door. But our email brings people who already know us, who already kind of know what to expect, and they're coming for a very specific reason. They are way more qualified. They're way more likely to kind of take that next step download the form, register, call. And so, you know, as I'm looking at traffic, yes, I always want to be increasing my organic, but if I have to be selective about where I spend my money, at this point for us, much more would, effort would be directed towards the more intimate. If you're just starting out, if your website doesn't have a lot of traffic, um, if you don't have a large newsletter list, you don't have that luxury. Yeah, absolutely. And, and building email, uh, the visitors that you get from email, it will always be worth your time. 
I mean, it absolutely will be, but you're right. You can't get those people. You can't get their information if they've never visited you. Right. So, uh, so you can really gather a lot of that information from the people that you get through organic. And, all, and that's all about creating great content. And good landing pages, because then when they come, having a way to hook them, having a way to catch their attention so they're like, oh, yes, I want more. I want to know more. I do want to join your mailing. One of the, the last thing I really want to talk about is if you're looking at your pie overall and you're not happy with the size of the pie, the other thing that you can do is look at AdWords. And I would always say work on everything else first. Absolutely. If, if nothing else is working, I mean, AdWords is going to pay, pay off. It's very scalable. Uh, if you're doing a good job, uh, that's kind of the caveat, is you have to be creating good good ads if that's the route that you go down to bring visitors to your site. Because if you're not, then you're going to throw a lot of money into the wind. Uh, but if, if, if really nothing else is working and you've got the time to dedicate to AdWords, make sure you're, you're, you have quality bids, you're creating ads that people really want to click through, and it really will always pay off. Well, as long as where you bring people to is not your home page, right. bring them to a page that specifically answers the question that they were asking, that specifically has the information they were looking for, and has an invitation for them to buy, learn, submit, do something. There has to be that route to profitability for you, right? They have to somehow in that process be able to actually buy your products and services, and that, that's, that's all part of it. Cool. Well, if you are interested in learning more about web metrics and how these pieces come together, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.